I love crying. I think it's such a cathartic thing. When a client starts crying, I'm like, hallelujah, there's some letting go. There's some releasing going on here. And you know, once we've cried, eventually we tend to feel lighter, calmer, and generally in most cases, more resourceful. Hello and welcome to A Cup of Tea with Mary B, where I have conversations with ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. If you want to follow me, please find me on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn as Mary Barrett Global and please press the subscribe button. So today is going to be slightly different because I'm going to have a conversation with you. So a conversation with Mary B. So many of my clients and my friends say, hey Mary, We love your podcast. We really enjoy listening to the conversation, your fabulous guests, but we'd really like to hear a little bit more from you. You've got so much to share, so much wisdom, learning experience. Please, please, can you speak a bit more? So today I'm going to be doing that. So have a cup of tea, have a cup of coffee, a glass of water, or if you're like me, if you're walking and listening at the same time, whatever suits you, I'm just so delighted that you decided to download and listen to this conversation. So I want to talk today about our values, our values, what's important to us. And I wonder, when was the last time you had a good cry? I mean, really cried. You know, those unstoppable tears streaming down your face and you have a horrible snotty nose and red panda eyes and you're just shuddering and you're just taking lots of deep breaths to try and stop yourself from crying, but you can't. My superhero, Oprah, I always have to do a little bow to Oprah calls that the ugly cry. You know that type where you just don't want to open the door to anybody or go into that meeting, hide in the toilets in case someone says, are you okay? Which you absolutely know will set you off crying again. It's so funny, as a coach and a clinical hypnotherapist, I've observed lots of different ways that people cry. What really makes me smile is when people cry and they go, no, I'm not really crying. And yet they're dabbing, this is the women mainly, they're dabbing underneath their mascara because they don't want to run their mascara. Or the men that go, sort of have a splutter and a cough and sort of wipe away their tears with the back of their hands. I love crying. I think it's such a cathartic thing. When a client starts crying, I'm like, hallelujah, there's some letting go. There's some releasing going on here. And you know, once we've cried, eventually we tend to feel lighter, calmer, and generally in most cases, more resourceful. I had a fabulous mastermind client recently. To be fair, I do attract the most marvelous clients. Anyway, she arrived for her first mastermind coaching session and quickly noticed that amongst the beautiful Wedgwood China, there was a box of tissues. I always have tissues available for my clients, so you never know when the water may begin to seep from their eyes. She immediately says, I I don't do crying. And that's why I've never really visited a coach or therapist before, because I just don't cry. And you know, I always think, "Mm mm-mm, alarm bells, you know, some pent-up negative emotions can get so stuck in our mind, our body and spirit. And a a good cry is a really good thing to have on a semi-regular basis. But the thing that we normally cry about is when things don't go the way we expect they should, isn't it? That sadness, that disappointment, that frustration, that anger. And I've learned the only expectations you need to live up to are the ones you expect of yourself. But do you ever wonder what's driving your should behavior? Well, let me tell you, because unbelievably, it's really simple. It's your values and your beliefs. What you think should happen in any particular situation with your unique programming and conditioning. 
We inherit our values and beliefs in our conditioning periods between the ages of 0 to 21 years from the people who we spend the most time with or the environments we spend the most time in. The majority of us, we don't even question our values until maybe we have a significant emotional event in our lives, like a divorce or a life-threatening illness or an accident that changes our whole perspective on the world to what it has been in the past. And trust me, I'm not saying that your values and beliefs are not right, but the reality is they're yours and yours alone. And our values define what is important to us in our world, and our beliefs tell us why they are important. They're housed in our unconscious mind and are only recognized externally by our behaviors. You know, just imagine an iceberg and your behavior is at the top, peeking out of the water, while your values and your beliefs are submerged underwater, deep and hidden to all but yourself. As the very wise Brené Brown says, a value is a way of being or believing that we hold most important. Living into our values means that we do more than profess our values, we practice them, we walk our talk, we are clear about what we believe and hold important, and we take care that our intentions, words, thoughts, and behaviours align with those beliefs. So true. But when our values get crossed, it can feel like we're being zorroed. And I named this technique after a Saturday morning show I used to watch as a child, back when it was just two channels. In it, the master bandit Zorro used to wield his fencing sword and mark his victims with a large Z across their torso. And this is exactly how it feels when someone has crossed your values, deeply cutting and gut-wrenching. No wonder you get angry, get revengeful, get sad, get depressed, get disappointed. I remember back in the day when I was an employee in the corporate world, I had my quarterly review and my team leader told me, although I was getting the best results and working my backside off, that he felt I wasn't fully committed. Well, it was such a slap in the face to me as it was untrue. The reality was that I'd actually engaged and educated all the leaders in my businesses to deliver tremendous results, so much so that my actual presence wasn't required 14 hours a day. Personally, I would call that a success story and the real meaning of being a coach, not one that's not shown commitment. You know, I live by the code, give a man to fish and you feed him for a day, teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. And that's my role as a coach. It's wonderfully empowering when my coaching clients get to understand, sort and review their values and beliefs. They realize that just because they have their values, not everyone else has the same ones. Of course, our own ones are always right, of course, and the best ones. You know, maybe it's time to update and change your values and beliefs of who you are now and who you're becoming in the future to realign and redirect yourself moving forward. That's where I suppose my decluttering and designing the wardrobe of your mind comes in. I help people clear out that stuff from the past, which those outfits, those beliefs, those values that just don't suit who they are anymore and are actually limiting them, in some cases self-sabotaging them. So I went home from that review and yes, I did the ugly cry. I did it for two whole days. I luxuriated in a self-indulgent, victim mode, victim mode, victim mode, pity me party. I drank a whole bottle of champagne, well, at least one, (laughs) and engorged on an Indian curry, vegetarian. I suppose I'm still trying to be healthy. Probably a few jam donuts. And I took myself to bed 
and hid under the duvet for the next two days. Yeah, I called in sick. I really indulged myself. I licked my wounds and planned my revenge. I'd like to say I was a bigger person. And to be fair, it was over 20 years ago, and I've since learned how to handle value crossing so much better. I didn't realize at the time that I'd been zorroed. My values of commitment, hard work, and achievement had been sliced open, and the untruth of it all was painful and thoroughly disappointing. You know, from my experience, I don't know about you, but most of us as employees join organizations as we're attracted by the similar values of the organization or how the leader lives those values. But many of us leave because either our immediate boss or the business doesn't demonstrate those values or live them. And it can feel quite heartbreaking when you realize that the values that are written on the office wall, the website, the brochures are just token marketing spills rather than what the organization truly lives by. So disappointing. See, there you are, another value about fairness. The really great news about my ugly cry and being zorroed is that it finally gave me the leverage and the courage and the momentum to leave the corporate world. I did it within six weeks. I was single. I had a mortgage to pay. I had no work to go to. I had to give back my car. And I really found it hard to give back my car because I was driving a fantastic BMW. But I told myself, Mary, you can't stay in a job just because of the car. So I had to go away and just fundle myself and start from scratch. And you know what? 18 years later, I am so delighted because I now do work that I love with people I like the way I want to do it. And it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Reminding me that there can always be rainbow after the rain. Isn't that so true? So if you're feeling a bit battered or bruised and cut up about where you work or even the relationships you're in, maybe it's time for a wardrobe values cleanse. So I'm offering you a free download. You can go to my website, Mary Barrett Global, and there'll be a free download where I've got a little values exercise that you can start sifting through for yourself some of your values around your career to see why maybe you're feeling disillusioned, disappointed, and maybe even a bit stuck in your present career or business. It's there for you. So an ugly cry is a good cry. It releases, it's cathartic. And who knows, as a result of your values being crossed and zorroed, you too might end up doing work that you love with people you like the way you want to do it. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate all the feedback, all of your listening. I really, really do. I'm ever so grateful. And in the meantime, have fun, learn lots. And remember, every time you make a choice, you change the direction of your life.